0: what's going on everybody welcome back to blunt instruments i am luke this is jake my co-host what's up jake how you doing today
1: yeah good mate how are you
0: good good coming from uh coming to you live from one of the swing states on election day here in michigan it's a wonderful
1: day to be uh from michigan not really (laughs) has um has anyone spoken about anything but the election for the past what week or so where you guys are no, no. And it's funny, too, because uh, I won't I won't get into what what side I'm on,
0: because, quite frankly, I don't you know, I could care less what side people are on as long as they're good people. It doesn't matter to me. But um, some of the people on a particular side, from what I understand, just can't focus on anything but this election. <laughs> like you casted your vote. Whoever wins wins. Like, let's be done with it. Seriously.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you but, should find out on what the, ne- the next two weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe next sleep sometime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm glad we're doing this interview today because it uh, takes away from what's going on in the world. We have the one and only Mr. David Zeritsky on today from the Bond Experience. Pretty excited to uh, jump into this one. How are you feeling about it, buddy?
1: Yeah, I think um, I don't think it's too far fetch to sort of say that that david's a massive inspiration for pretty much the majority of um of the the sort of bond community looks just showing me his bond experience shirt so i think that goes yeah, to yeah. sort of say everything that we need to say but yeah no thank you again to to david to joining us today and yeah we're really looking forward to it
0: yeah so here is david hope you guys enjoy On your let's go over some of the accolades here almost 10 years of bond content frugal bond book clubs live streams clothing reviews gadget reviews watch reviews brand reviews fitness challenges cocktails travel gambling over 6 million views on youtube 36,000 subscribers almost 37 28,000 instagram followers the godfather himself of the Bond community, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> David Skritsky of The Bond Experience. David, thank you so much for being here with us.
2: It's my pleasure, and uh, you need to send that to my mom after this. If you could just, yes. if you have it written down, that'd be great.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It is written down. What does that mean, godfather? Does that mean like I put horse heads in people's beds? What What is that? I mean, I'm Italian, so if you do, I wouldn't hold it against you. I think it's awesome thank you my wife's italian, so she she's got the uh, monopoly on that yes, that's Danielle, correct? It is danielle yeah, yeah I've got some questions about her too, because I try to get my girlfriend involved in these things and it's it's hit or miss, but she's actually she's coming along pretty well so
2: well, ask away and i'm gonna i'm gonna before you guys get into it, I will tell you that I was very excited to be on this show because um somebody a couple of somebodies that I'm close with had mentioned your podcast and then I think there was a live stream, Luke, that you were on where you mentioned, you know, the top three people you would want to talk to. And you very unintelligently mm. said, me. And I'm like, this is so <laughs> simple. Like, let's just have a chat. <laughs> and then, um, you know, totally transparently, I, I listened to some of your podcasts, and I love it. You guys have very comfortable Thank conversations. You. You're very unique. Um, so yeah, I want, I want you to prove out that you guys are blunt instruments and ask me blunt questions.
0: Ooh, okay, good. I appreciate that. That, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah, it's a so challenge. No, it. it is and it isn't <laughs> because Jake and I have both and I, I'm assuming one of the gentlemen that, uh, kind of told you about us was Mr. Donnie Waldron. It was. not um, oh, okay, well. You have people everywhere. He's an a-hole. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Donnie, Donnie, similar to us, has a podcast that is uh very straightforward even though donnie's is very very original and i will give him credit with the history side of it it's very original but all three of us being donnie jake and myself have received some dms about our uh language which is interesting because it's not really that bad it's actually not that bad so i was honestly nervous to even try to ask you to come on thinking you'd be like you know what I've got bigger things to do than listen to you guys swear all day. For, oh, I,
2: I am anything but puritanical and let the language fly. And see, I, I the reason I wanted to come on your show is this seemed very close to if the three of us wound up at a bar somewhere. We had a good dinner, had a couple drinks beforehand, a couple drinks during. and We're winding up at a pub or a bar. The language would be flying just naturally. So let's have at it.
1: Yeah, so this is seven o'clock in the morning for me over here as well, so you ought to see me with a few drinks. What's your drinks. first drink then? Um, well, I have a coffee mug. I'm shamelessly promoting Whoa. Harris here with my dressing. in my phone. Yeah.
0: Literally the ugliest mug I have seen <laughs> on a mug. <laughs> on a there. Yeah. See that's funny because for me it's or David and I I should say it's almost four o'clock. So I have my bond experience shirt. Good you. But tequila. So Nice. No, I can't. I mean, I could have put tequila in the Bond Experience mug, but that's just a little tacky. There's something in that tequila, though. You have a little lime juice in there. It's a, it's, it's like some mix. Yeah, I'll do. I don't want to say caribou because it's disgusting, but that's what it is. <laughs> hey, that's a <the> mixer. <laughs> I get it. It's true. It's true. So before we really dive into anything, um, let's talk about just the start. So. From what I see, and and this, so you and I talked about this before we got started, but I personally know I've been following you for what seems to be like at least or close to 10 years. And you were mentioning you saw today some sort of correspondence you and I had long before even knowing each other, if you want to fill us in and jog my memory on what that might be. (laughs) So
2: um, this was great. And um, I hope you don't mind that this podcast might be kind of long. Because I do want to read this. It's really because here's the here's the problem. And I'll, I'll start off with a problem and then I'll get to what we corresponded with. I, I started this wonderful little experiment probably in earnest about 2006, 2007, okay. but it really didn't hit its stride, as you know, until 2012. And mm-hmm. we can we can talk about how that all sparked today in 2020. I very rarely get to respond to people. I mean, I'll do a couple of quick things. I just, I don't, or else I wouldn't have a life, wouldn't have a job. Right. You back then, but 2017, a certain Luke Tagger says, Hi, David, huge fan of the blog and your site. I've been watching the videos since I first saw them on James Bond Lifestyle a few years back. Uh, your videos are second to none, truly a lot of fun to watch. Let me give you a little background of myself. I'm 26 years old and I oh, live in Washington, Michigan. Still. No. Oh, God. oh, this is still you. Oh, this is, oh, God. look, it's not a sonnet, but it's close. Washington, Michigan with my soon to be fiance, Lindsay. Did you marry Lindsay? Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. Hey, here's <laughs> our first F-bomb. Else <laughs> we aren't going to by that let me, one. Let,
2: let, me, let me keep going. Let me keep going because then we could no, talk about so this. Good. It's so funny because people dialed in to hear like questions from me, but this is great. I work on the social media team at Volkswagen headquarters in Auburn Hills, Michigan. I'm a pre-law major at Oakland University. It's almost like you're about to say, and I like walks on the beach. I enjoy playing golf, hockey, and other outdoor activities. Most of all, I'm also a huge James Bond fan. I grew up watching Pierce Brosnan and playing GoldenEye, like most 90s kids like me. However, unlike most kids, I also took an interest in Sean Connery and Roger Moore as well. And this is before they both passed, so, Wow. Mm-hmm. I make it a point every Christmas to watch my favorite Bond classics. It's a tradition of mine. Now, here's where you get to it. I'm writing because I would love to somehow be involved with your vlogger site in any capacity. I'm a very good writer and know a lot about Bond and its history. If you ever have the desire to have a guest writer or blogger, I would love to take part. This is. So charming. It really is cool. As I started, stated below, I work in social media at Volkswagen America and I currently help managers of all Volkswagen social media accounts. Please let me know what you think. P.S. Congrats on the Aston Martin.
0: Wow. That's cool actually. <laughs> and that's funny. That is, and I, that and is I still have a way to I start. Saved area. Yeah. Area. Yeah. That's crazy. And see this is the thing. So, It's like similar to because I just got my first Omega and it was only, I mean, Jake and I were literally actually filming mid recording when the doorbell rang with the delivery. But that was like 21 years in the making for me to get that, you know, because I saw GoldenEye when I was probably seven or eight years old. And uh, so here we are three years later, finally collaborating, but it actually happened, happened, which is pretty awesome.
2: It's funny. It's just you got to be patient and things take time. So let's see it. Are you wearing it on your wrist? I am.
0: Yes. Sweet. Yeah. I got the exact one from GoldenEye. It was. It was. You know, we we speak with Lorenzo quite a bit now, Jake and I. And uh, you know, he's always got that philosophy to get what's most important to you. And of course, when the time came a couple months ago, um, there was a few I was looking at, but I was like, you know what? I feel like if I don't get the GoldenEye one, at least as my first one. I'm kind of uh, doing my self a disservice because that's what got me into it in the first place
2: you did it 100 percent correct you you especially your first of anything you have to have some sort of emotional connection to it and it sounds it sounds very you know <laughs> first world problem ish to say oh right your first right. omega has to be an emotional one but it's true because <laughs> you're going to have that forever um you're going to have a connection you could pass it down as an heirloom and you want to have a story I mean, these things live not because they're hunks of metal, but because each one of them should have a story beforehand. And then you make it a part of your story. That's the whole journey with it,
0: I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And that that reading, that email was funny. (laughs) I'll give myself credit. That was a well composed email. But no, no more. No more. Lindsay, no more Volkswagen, no no more Oakland University. Actually, Penn State University ended up being where I went. And, um, I believe in your neck of the woods. And then, uh, I'm at General Motors in e-commerce marketing. Are you married? No, dating, dating a phenomenal girl named Brienne, but, uh, oh. things did not end up working out with. Can Brooklyn. I tell you?
2: I mean, this right. is just my opinion and who am I? Brienne is like 10 times harder than, uh, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay was okay. <laughs> nice, nice butt. Um, but, um, oh, Brianna, no, she, she's there. She is. is.
0: This is true. This is true, and I know you don't know what either of them look like. You may actually know Brienne, because I think there is a picture of Brienne on my uh, my page. But uh, but I appreciate that I'll greatly. I'll stalk her appropriately, <laughs> <or> inappropriately. <laughs> Sorry. So Jake, do you want to start off now that David and I have uh, warmed up? Yep, yeah.
1: Yeah. was like a little. like a little time capsule there. I love that. Okay. I was just. Welcome, enjoy- Jake. I, was, I was enjoying that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, See, no, but I, um...
0: Before you say anything, I do have to throw in. I thought it would be because I sent you a Frugal Bond email, maybe even before that, which um, I think you just asked people on your channel if you see anything Frugal Bond related. I think it was like uh, it was either like leather gloves, maybe like Dockers or something, or or even like, um, like a Sunspell polo, but Old Navy or something. One of the two. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, this is a long time coming. A A long long time 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 coming, man.
1: Good. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) No, (laughs) I suppose I'd love to know a bit more like, similar to Luke, I've been following you for a really long time, David, love pretty much everything you've put out there and, I suppose I'd love to know a bit more around where you started because I was probably a bit more of a, a latecomer to your channel compared to, you know, Luke, who's been stalking you for, like, a long time and writing you weird emails, talking about all his likes and dislikes. But um how did sort of the love of Bond for you start and sort of what was the inspiration to, I suppose, you know, jump onto the web and, and start creating?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll make the first part kind of the Reader's Digest version just for brevity's sake. But I... Grew up a very imaginative child, always loved Star Wars. So when I became a young adult and a young executive and I had a little folding cash, I started to collect um, things from the Star Wars movies. But I loved one-to-one size props, lightsabers, mm-hmm. guns, helmets, costumes, you name it. I had an entire garage filled with these things. And then slowly, as I became a little bit higher on the corporate ladder, I started to dovetail into screen-used props. And, you know, things from Indiana Jones, Robocop, Blade, I mean the list went on and on. I was I was at what they call a generalist as far as collecting mm. screen used props. But these were screen used. So they were pretty high end stuff. Um I remember getting two Superman capes, and my wife was sort of supportive of this, but it's an expensive hobby <laughs> until I sold one of the Superman capes and it paid for a down payment on one of our houses. So this mm. was you know, you could generate stuff for it, but i I remembered very clearly when I was 32 years old, um, again, young, young executive, I wanted to treat myself and I wound up getting, uh, a pair of church's shoes. So mm-hmm. it was around to the time of the, uh, the world is not enough. And once I had those shoes, I really wanted to watch. And my favorite movie at the time even before the world is not enough came out was tomorrow never dies. To me, it was just candy. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the way Pro- Brazen acted. I almost used that as a template from a lifestyle standpoint, movement wise. I mean, yes. this is crazy, but subconsciously I studied his like very like overt movements and things like, I just thought he was everything. And so I bought the watch, the tomorrow never dies watch. It was my first mm-hmm. really nice watch. And what it did was it rekindled a love I had for Bond since I was a child. And I know I've told this a million times before, so I'll keep it short. But essentially, I had a father who was a, a entrepreneur, um, very successful in his own right, not the type of guy that went out in the backyard and played baseball with his, his son. Mm-hmm. Loved sports. He'd sit there with his pipe, smoke all akimbo in the room, would never explain to me what the hell was happening on TV. So I was not a sports <laughs> guy because of that. But when there was a James Bond film on, he'd be like David. Watch this with me. So I'm sure it's a psychiatry issue of why I like all this stuff. But at 32, I realized something. I could actually wear my hobby. Like the Star Wars stuff, it just sat in an attic and I dusted it every Mm -hmm. two weeks. And once a month, I might have somebody or we did these little events. It was okay. But my God, shoes and a jacket and a watch every day of my life and there are these escapism moments which probably you guys do i see you know Jake you're wearing the henley from no time to die and things like <laughs> mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. but it's it's literally this like silent secret hobby as i've called it where you're walking the streets nobody else knows i guess it's like if when women wear pretty lingerie you know they think to themselves you don't know i'm wearing lingerie but damn it i feel pretty damn sexy same with guys yeah, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. wearing my No Time to Die watch. I feel pretty cool. Like, it's a new watch. I feel great. Like, there are these little moments that you can take of this franchise and take with you everywhere. And then it just started to, like, steamroll from there.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting, too. So I, I remember hearing about the Star Wars stuff. I actually collected the same – I mean – Star Wars as well. I started collecting, like, those Kenner relaunches, I think, like, 2009, 2010. And um, same thing. Like, I never collected any James Bond stuff at all until maybe the last few years. I mean, especially since this has been going, which does prove your point that Brienne is the one because she doesn't complain about it at all. Oh, but, put, uh, a, put a ring on that finger. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, so as far as the, the collecting goes, um. First off, do you have any idea roughly what you would say the size of the collection is if you had to guess a number? No.
2: So, so here's the thing. (laughs) How's that for a short answer? (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Uh, Maybe this is going against cliche because I hate cliche. I've never, you know, I, we have it insured, so I have an idea. I never publicly talk about how much the collection's worth or how much this piece is worth generally. Um, and I certainly haven't counted everything. I know somebody has because it's insured, but I haven't, and I haven't asked for a number. To me, it's it's not important because, and I don't mean to dismiss your question, I think Jake's collection and your collection and Harris Thomas's collection are as fascinating to me as my own collection, as strange as that right. seems, because – Everybody's got a different story. Jake, I don't know how he he got that Henley. Maybe he had trouble finding it. Maybe he got the wrong size. You know, maybe he got the first size and didn't didn't like it. Maybe he thought, "Is it really me? It's my first Henley." You know, how am I going to pull this off? Like that whole psychosis is so much more interesting than that jacket's worth how much? Like, right, who gives right.
0: a shit? Like, yeah, agreed, agreed. Did you have, did you say something along the lines, Jake, about pulling off a Henley? Was that just like an incredible guess David had? I feel Uh, like we talked about it before. Because we've talked talked about different items of clothes. Yeah. uh, uh,
1: Yeah, I do remember that. I think when I went and first tried it on, I probably just watched a video that David had done. Let's not lie about this before I go and buy anything. I need to make sure that, that, you know, it's David approved. And then, yeah, and then, um, no, I think we, because we got a few wagon buying stores over here in Melbourne and, yeah, I wanna tried it on, you know, when you're sort of umming and ahhing and you sort of think, oh, it's not cheap, but you know what, James Bond, let's give it a go. And then, you know, it becomes a second skin after a while and it becomes a thing that you just chuck on. So, yeah, it's like you said, I think everything that I know that I own definitely has a story behind it. Otherwise, it's it, it's sort of meaningless, isn't it? You know, you, you're paying money for it. You want it to mean something to you.
2: So you just, Jake, you did it very eloquently, too. You just basically summated the whole reason why my channel, you know, went from me doing kind of articles on Remmert's, you know, Bond Lifestyle page to videos mm-hmm. on his page to what it is today. Um, I really felt like there were other people out there going through the same angst and issues. Yeah. And I, I will be the first person to say, and I never take it for granted. I'm very blessed with um, a great job. I'm very fortunate. I work with incredible people. I have incredible clients so I can, afford these things. And I know other people may be going through the same angst of, you know, am I ready to do that? Can I pull it off? What size will I, will I get? Is it the right size? I don't do it just for entertainment. And I certainly don't do it to show mm. off. And I I do it because I think other people are, are wanting to dip their toes in the journey. And I get so many emails, I get more emails from people your age, Jake, and your age, Luke, then I do from people my age at 52 saying, Hey, I just, you know what? I got my first job. I can't afford everything, but I'm going for my mm-hmm. first sunspell shirt or I'm, right. I'm getting my first RGT jacket and I've, I've scraped together for three months. Can you help me with sizing? And to mm-hmm. me, when you get something that special that I know people have scrimped and saved for I mean, that's, that's part of the joy of doing what I
1: do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, yeah, I think the other day I was actually, I was searching for the, the Tom Ford blue suit and I think I typed something in. The only picture I can find of that is you wearing it, David. That's, um, <laughs> that's, that's, it's working. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did want to sort of ask about the videos and that though. Obviously with what you do, they've, they've got a huge amount of views. You know, you've got a massive audience behind that and like I said, they're fantastic, but it's a very public forum. How was sort of the, I suppose the support from, from family, friends, colleagues, you know, how did that all sort of come around? Cause it's something that I'm always, you know, it is very public. You're sort of putting yourself out there. Yeah, um, it's a great, great question. Um,
2: so family has been very supportive because my entire family, including my kids, certainly my wife, have grown up around this. So it's yeah. not like one day I woke up at 52 and said, holy shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start collecting James Bond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they saw this evolution or de-evolution as the case may be um over time and more importantly they've seen and we'll probably get to this later but they've seen other things like me become healthier and eat better and become in better shape and get other people in shape and and hopefully inspire people to do other things in their life and to be more capable the other thing is my and i'll stay on family for a second my family sees that um my family are fine like they go on vacations and they dress well and i don't i don't have a collection at the detriment to my family, you know, they, they're, mm-hmm. they're living a good life. And then, um, colleagues is really interesting because every one of my clients, every single one knows about my hobby. Many of them have been over to my house with their family to see the collection. They love it. And I'll tell you why they love it. And, and by the way, my employees all know, of course, because mm-hmm. what my company does is they basically do um, advertising and marketing for the pharmaceutical industry, and there's a lot of stodgy, madmen people, to be quite frank. And if you're a CEO of a company, especially, you're usually this guy who's like, you oh, know, in my day, we used to sell Viagra, and we had <laughs> stiff competition.
0: <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, in walks a guy, and I'm not saying I look young, but suddenly he's figured out YouTube and Instagram, and he preheats and he does these fun, pithy videos. And he doesn't take himself Mm -hmm. seriously. And they're like, I can witness your personality even before I meet you. And so it's actually worked as lead generation. It's actually worked as something very positive. And when I do a pitch to 32 year olds, they go, yeah, we saw your videos the other day. Wow, you're really into this. We don't even have to ask you about social media and influencer marketing. You get this whole thing. So mm-hmm. it's it. I will say universally by the people you just said it's been embraced.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to ask you because we ask people this, and um, some people are able to tie in the the love for James Bond into their careers. And some people. Hide. I mean, obviously, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, at the same time, some people. I mean, we talk to some people that say there's just really no way they feel where they can. Um, you know, tie it in in a, in a beneficial way, but you've, you feel that you've kind of benefited from your hobby day to day.
2: Absolutely. And I'll give you a little hint. Cause I used to, I did this with a couple of people and it's happily, I could fit on one hand the amount of people in my lifetime that have said it like this, but sometimes and maybe you've gotten this too. It's like, wow, you're really into James Bond and you collect that. Why? You know, you get that kind of like voice inflection And then instead of answering them, what I've done from time to time is say, well, okay, what do you collect? Well, I collect baseball cards. Why? Well, Mm. you know, they they mean a lot to me nostalgically, and I'm trying to capture a moment. And I said, I usually say, that's a great answer. Can I take that for my answer to you? Because that's exactly Uh. the same. There's no difference. Hubbles, statues. I don't care what you collect. If you have a collector's mentality, this is part of it. The advantage is I don't see you wearing your baseball cards to work every day. I do. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know why that
0: sounds exactly. so haughty. But. It's um, true. It's a good point.
2: By the way, I just wanted to keep tally. I'm swearing a lot more than you two. And you guys Yes. <laughs> just FYI.
0: Well, Jake, let's start to uh, ramp it up here. I do have a side question, too. So when you said that Tomorrow Never Dies inspired you to buy that first Omega, was it the scene in... Shanghai or Beijing or whatever it is, when he holds up the Omega and shows it to her in the store and mentions having, you know what I'm talking about, when he's collecting all the gear before their their mission? It, it wasn't so much an
2: individual scene, although nowadays it is individual scenes that usually promote me to do something. Um, I think it was that I wanted to capture something that was very bondish, something that was sartorial and wearable from a movie that I really appreciated. So to me, it was it was literally an iconic representation of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, because we just had Lorenzo on the other day, and I told him, I was like, you know, obviously Goldeneye was what I saw first, and the second I saw that watch, especially on the train when he's got it like that, you know, but I was, I was like, I need this. And, of course, as like an basically an infant I was like, good luck. And I remember telling my dad, I was like, what can I do to get a watch similar to this? And he was like, wash my car, wash your mother's car, cut the lawn, this, that, and I'll take you. And he got me, like, a woman's fossil watch because it was so little. But, uh, I mean, it looked okay. It looked apart, yeah. Yeah. um, But I I always remember in Tomorrow Never Dies when they're gathering their gear and he opens, like, that drawer and there's all the P99s and the PPKs and he grabs the drawer. With all this stuff in it, that would be that's always stuck out for me. Surprisingly,
2: it is a good scene. I do like when he uses it as kind of a detonator too. I think if mm-hmm. I was to gravitate to one thing in there, because I just love the gadgety properties of watches, right? Yeah.
0: So you probably really like the Spectre scene with his hands behind. I do like that. It's it's a it's a moment that works right. for me,
2: and I just I love actually the look of that watch. So I I wound up. Of course I did, just like this one. I wound up purchasing that watch before I saw the film, so okay. I didn't have the overarching reference. And um, but no regrets. Yeah, it's a great watch. Yeah.
0: Well, Jake, I'll dive into this question then. If you can pick, I'll give you two top two watches that you own, James Bond related. What would you say are your favorite?
2: That's. I think that's kind of easy right now because um, it'll always be the Casino Royale, Planet Ocean. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... I see you wear that
0: one a lot. Yeah, Yeah. that one is in a lot of videos. It's
2: the one, no matter what watches I get, I gravitate back to it. It's it's like, it's it's a compass. You know, it's a beacon of light in the dark uh, that I tend to go back to. And then this one, because it's new and it's shiny and it's new and it's shiny. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just new. So it's like, but it's so comfortable too. And it's freakishly lightweight and... It's with a movie that I'll probably never see. So, I mean, it's intriguing at the same <laughs> right, time.
0: Right. It's like the novelty behind it. It's like a hidden, a hidden artifact.
1: <laughs> exactly. How's this going to so, work? So, we've got to ask about No Time to Die. How are you feeling about that now? I know that you've, you've probably been a beacon of positivity through it all when everyone else is going, the world's ending and we're never going to see this film. And yeah, how are you sort of feeling about it at the moment? Last week, I
2: was surprised that the ending was so abrupt. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'll tell you I would uh this is probably gonna date as bad as uh a celebrity. Um I don't think we're gonna see it in April.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think we're gonna see it in April, uh in theaters in April, that is for sure. Um will we see it in November of twenty twenty one? Yeah, maybe. Um I think that there is uh, a very even though um there's been a lot of discussion of dismissing the whole, you know, Apple and Netflix thing. I think um that was a very good PR job of dismissing that vocally. Yeah. So other people would say, see, it's not for sale. But what goes behind the scenes is always very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think we will see the movie in 2021. I can't tell you the format. Um uh, I prefer to see it in theaters. I am one of those. Tradition is stalwarts. I want to see it in a theater. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to see it in a theater.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of take yourself out of it from a like a casual fan point of view, with the trailers we've seen, how do you think it looks so far? Without without doing what we do as a community and dissect every everything, just. Yeah, I, You know, with a little bit of knowledge, you know, I like to say not the Jason Kim type of knowledge, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, take a step back from the Jason Kim knowledge, just looking at what we've seen. How do you think it looks?
2: I, I think it looks great. I think mm-hmm. it looks I mean, I think it looks great. Visually, it looks great. I think um, I think the way they've set up a lot of the trailers, it looks exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pithy. I think it, it's back to kind of badass Bond in a lot of ways from yeah. what I've seen. So yeah, and I'm not saying this as, as David Zeritsky or as anything else other than, you know, just a fan who loves Bond movies. I'm, I'm super excited
1: for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'd be interested to know sort of your thoughts. I think it's, it's probably created a lot more accounts, people sort of involved in the Bond community since yeah. sort of the, In my opinion, I think just sort of a new film it always sort of brings people out into being interested by Bond again. Um, And I I know that even, I've only been going for what, six months, a year maybe, Um, a year. I don't know what time of year it is anymore. I'm just, I'm still at home. Um, Yeah. um, What sort of advice would you provide those people who sort of, you know, see the film want to become involved in the Bond community whether that be a podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, I don't know. All the other ones, you know, there's what would you sort of say to them, you know, if you've been around for for a while doing it now?
2: Yeah. Um, First of all, uh, I, this this one's super simple. Uh, just do it. <laughs>
1: I'll take yeah. the Nike thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Because so many people that I've spoken to, people that you know quite well, they started out, and th- there's some great stories out there. Not a lot of people know about them, but um, they started out just thinking to myself, oh, you know, all these people around me, they look like they're having so much fun, and I don't have an account, and I could never do an account, and... One day they do an account and suddenly they're having the time of their life. So if you have even an inkling to do something, just do it. Um mm-hmm. Harris Thomas, who you know, I, I listened to your podcast with Harris, um he started out very simply. He was he was coming on a bunch of our events that we were doing. And basically came to the determination and Kyle Barber, uh, is the same way said, you know what? I better start an account because I'm looking around and like everybody's got accounts except for me. You know, one day they're going to be like, go leave. You don't, yeah. you know, not that we would have, but, and, <laughs> and so they started their accounts and here's my advice that I give. It's three, there are three things I always tell people besides that first one. Dance like nobody's watching because chances are nobody's watching. In other mm-hmm. words, don't do it. And and, and um, Luke, I think you actually quoted me. Uh, someone told me you did uh, on this. Don't do it for a 1,000 views or 5,000 yeah. views. Don't do it for likes. Or do it for what I call engagement. In other words, engagement could be that you've got 10 followers, but they're really communicative, and they talk mm-hmm. to you, and you have great conversations. I love what um, Jocelyn, Ladies Who Bond, she does these Zooms where nine people come on, And people might say, like, nine, I want 9,000. Why? Trust me, 9,000 has its own issues. Like, Mm -mm. I I love that people just want to engage. So dance like nobody's watching. And by the way, that leads me to my second thing. Be patient. I've seen a lot of people on Instagram, and I, I actually called somebody out in it because I really like this person. And they started to do something. Where they started to post things that weren't exactly true, and Mm -hmm. and it wasn't so much lies as they were hashtagging things like "gifted." You know, they would they they would get something and no, no. (laughs) (laughs) we're so innocent. Um, But but they were they were posting things pretending to be uh, that they'd been around for twenty years and social media influencer. That that horrible word, influencer. And when I called them out on it, I said, you know, were you gifted this? And they were like, well, dot, dot, dot. And Mm. I said, don't do that. If if that is your goal, to have something gifted to you by your brand, so be it. To me, it should never be your goal. But be patient. You've been doing this for six months. Like, you don't need to be at that number. You don't need to be getting gifts. Like, why don't you enjoy the journey? Because I tell you what I miss. Um you know, when you get about 65,000 followers, what you miss is these things like what we're doing mm-hmm. right now, which is one of the reasons why I love doing these things is just these simple discussions, because you are thinking about these events and travel and and brands and things and launches and things like that and just simplicity. And you'll miss those moments. And my third and last one, you guys can cut me off if I'm getting long. Never. please, please, please. I'm begging you. It's the most important one. Try to be unique.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know it. I get it. There's probably 15,000 bond people on Instagram. And you're like, but David, I like clothes. Fine. Do your clothes thing. But find one little angle. Find something about that. Like, um, I'll tell you not to keep talking about him, but it's so easy to. Harris. When Harris was first starting out. He was really kind of fencing with, you know, what does he do? Let's like dressing like Bond and and not have it look like the Bond experience. And I said, first of all, I'm not an Instagrammer. I do things on Instagram to promote my YouTube. It's basically mm-hmm. a big commercial for me. So right. like, hang out on Instagram. Be be the be the clothing guy on Instagram. But but also, you do something I don't do. You naturally wear Bond stuff every single day for your job. Talk about that journey. Talk about furniture sales, talk about you know why did you wear the crockett? shaving with floors. Did you really do that every day? I don't talk about that. What is your daily journey, and people are going to be fascinated and now boom, you know I, I can't get an appointment with the guy
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but 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 try try to be unique, and I loved what you know I listened to like three of your podcasts I, I I'm going to listen to more, but what I love that you guys have done is you know there are a lot of people that do talk shows and and things mm-hmm. like this. But you guys come at it with a pretty unfiltered way. You know, it isn't the typical like. And now, if you're going to ask these questions, I'm going to embarrass you guys. But like, you know, so who's your favorite Bond and what's your favorite movie? And Mm -hmm. which there's nothing wrong with those questions. I'm not belittling people, but do something different. Be unique. Push the envelope.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm getting off my soapbox. You appreciate that. I think it's really interesting, like I I was actually um that sort of first point of just doing it, I think that can be the hardest part, like whether it be this podcast or even starting the Instagram, like I remember when I I think you were in London about a day before I was, when you saw Daniel Craig last year, I think. And yeah. um I remember seeing your video going up and thinking, shit, I was literally there yesterday. Mm -hmm. I want to be involved in something like this. Like, I want to have an excuse to sort of go to these locations, not just because my family live in England, but I want an excuse to do it. And that was sort of, you know, where the cogs start turning. It can be small little things. But like you said, as soon as you start doing it, I've met people like Luke, which, you know, everything has a downside. But, you know, here we are.
2: (laughs) But but you bring up, Jake, you bring up the perfect, perfect point, because the one thing I really want your listeners to hear is I get – asked, and I'm not exaggerating, multiple times a day, I'll get messages from people saying, can I go to your next brand event in New York? Can I go to this? Can I go to that? Can I can I accompany you? And, you know, the problem is, is that obviously it gets very seismic. My point to people is I had to start my own. Like nobody, no brand came to me and said, could you do a walk around tour of New York City with the brands? Like I had to do that from scratch. And I think some people think like those things, like, you know, the brands will get in touch with me, at least in the beginning, they didn't, you know, I, I went and tried to build relationships with them. Do the same thing. Like, like have your own zoom, do your own Mm -hmm. event in, in Minneapolis, you know, Michigan, you know, Australia, like do an event. And, And I always like, there'll be people that'll say, um, I'd like to come on as a guest, uh, to do, you know, the next whatever with you. And I'm like, cool, you know, but you know, you don't have to wait for me to do that. Like you yeah, right. actually, there's no monopoly. I have no patent on anything. I don't work. This is my hobby. So, so do that. And, you know, I'm so glad that you did that, Jake, because I think that stops a lot of people thinking they need to be invited into some weird threshold and there is no threshold.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, it was interesting for me because, um, you know, as we've legitimately proven i've been following you david for years and years and years now but um it wasn't until operation phoenix and i was literally in operation phoenix i don't even like the truth be told i couldn't even tell you how i got wind of it because i must have just been following you on my my personal account but obviously that was mid or early coronavirus mid coronavirus and um I was just like, you know what, I'm going to log into this and see what it's about. And I don't think I was in there two minutes. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make an account. And I think I logged in there with, you know, my personal Gmail and then logged out and was like, you know what, I like this name. This is something that I've never seen being Bond's apartment. I was like, we've, you know, and even at that point, I was like, I didn't even realize you kind of see Roger Moore's apartment at one point in time in the films. I was like, you know, I was just like, I, I don't know what it was, but that inspired me in that moment. But. When I first got going it was it was interesting because it kind of seemed like like a hotbed at that time. There was a lot of new faces, and you know I would join some live streams with people, instagram lives or whatever, and everybody would kind of some people would kind of dismiss me, not everybody, but in fairness to them they thought he'd he'll be gone in a week and interesting interestingly enough I lost I have that seen bet. a lot of right right <laughs> most people <laughs> did but just make it to a year and then maybe you'll win your money back. But um but I've noticed several people that started when I started and some pretty original good accounts just you haven't heard from in months. And you know, for me, I tried to do exactly what, you know, you've always told people is try to find my thing and I started off with doing a YouTube video and I wasn't a big fan of that just because it, it was just a lot more tedious than it seemed to be simple and then I put a poll out. I was like, do people want to see a podcast or YouTube video from me in particular? Mm. And most people said podcast. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm starting a podcast. And then somebody reached out to me and said, hey, hey, mate, you want to do a podcast? (laughs) This guy, again, I hadn't even spoken one time, not one time. And within, I don't know if it was an hour or a day, we were on the phone and I was just like, let's do it. And here we are. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a thousand downloads already. My sister in Canada listens to it on her way home from the gym, and my nieces will listen Canadians to it. Canadians listen to this? That's yes. crazy. Yes, I know. Canadians By the way, has- you, I, I
2: I do notice that phenomenon from time to time, especially around a new movie, where you get this surplus of individuals, and then it is a, it's a very big commitment. I mean, you guys know this. It's it's not. It is fun and games, and it's relaxing and therapeutic. It's all the positive things people imagine. But it's work like, you know, the amount of videos I do and things like that and editing and all that stuff. I mean, it for you guys, for everyone that keeps up with it, it's a lot of work. Plus, honestly, the start stops of no time to die. Some people have put bond back in the drawer, as they say, you know, they put it back in the drawer. And I think that's another phenomenon that you're seeing. But what I love about this hobby is there's nobody at a gate or some velvet rope who are like, nope. Not you. You ain't getting in. Like everybody's real. I mean, for the most part, there's a very small percentage of kind of curmudgeonly people, but it's a very small percentage. Um, But for the most part, just people are very embracing.
1: I have, to, I have to ask you about that because I know like, I'm a massive fan of from Taylor's with Love and I know that they've sort of gone off slightly onto looking at different clothing brands, stuck to their brand very well with what they do, which is yeah. obviously one of the best podcasts out there. But, you know, they've sort of said, look, we've, we've got sick of talking to Bond for a little bit. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever gone, great, I've got all this James Bond stuff. I'm sick of it. Who is this prick? I am so tired of seeing his face. <laughs> have you Jake, ever felt I, that way? I,
2: I, I feel like you were on a a phone call with Pete Brooker and I many months ago when Matt and him were first starting to do that. And they were, we were talking about it and they were, they were curious to think if they were going to alienate their audience. And I'll tell you what it was is not that they had run out so much, but they, they were desperately yearning to talk about other things because they're both Bond fans. But Pete is a Bond fan that happens to be a a fan of he's fashion and style. First, he just happens to be a Bond fan. and, I give him shit even to this day when he comes out with a non-Bond podcast. I'm like, dude, for the sake sake of variety, you ever going to come out with a Bond podcast again? Like (laughs) Uh it's getting ridiculous. But I will tell you to answer your question about me, I'm not exaggerating. I will never run out of Bond things and I will only talk about Bond. And the reason Mm -hmm. is, is that I have a calendar that goes until March of next year and it is queued up videos. And what, what, if you guys tell me tell me I'm talking too much detail, let me know. But
1: no, no, please.
2: I have in my YouTube at least ten to twelve videos already done, just mm-hmm. waiting to be released. So I, I build a surplus, like you would a, a, an actual television studio or movie studio, yep. and I release them, you know, depending on launches, like the Turnbull and Astro thing. I had been working with Turnbull and Acer for two months, and then they had a launch date. And so I build the video. They send me the stuff. I put it. I edit it. I get my partners involved. And then it just sits there. And it gathers Mm -hmm. dust until it's released. So I've got tons of things that just keep coming up. And the other thing, quite frankly, um, and this is near and dear to your heart, so I don't mind talking about it with you guys, is since 2012, something pretty special happened to my channel. And depending on who you talk to, something special happened in 2012. I did a Billy Reed Peacoat
0: mm-hmm.
2: review. You may have seen it. And within a few weeks, they sold 900 coats off of that review. Ooh. And and the brands were like, what the actual F? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on here? And Billy Reed wrote a journal on, on their website, which is still up on their website, about me and the review. And I went to London with the review and talked about it. And that kind of 2012, eight years ago, is what put me on the map with the brands. Since then, what happens is full transparency, brands engage me. So it's not so much reaching out to them. It's if they have a bond brand or a bond associated brand, it's a great kind of we build a relationship, we connect, we Mm -hmm. talk and this and that. Not one dollar is ever exchanged. But in a transparent way, I'll tell you, I get sent stuff. So. And my wife will talk about this ad nauseum if you get her on here. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) daily, the doorbell will ring with boxes. Now, let's take it back to that question you just asked me. Do I ever run out of things to talk about? Maybe when the doorbell stops ringing, I will. But I don't think there's any chance of that. And so 50% of what I do in my videos are reviews, right, of like tutorial stuff and things like that. And then 50%, I had a lot of heart for I don't want to be just the QVC guy. I get the joke. Yeah. I get, it. Mm-hmm. and I, I kind of get. I I know I've turned into that, and I'm actually very comfortable with that. But <laughs> I also want it to be about the community, and I want it to be about artists and reading and fitness and like I want to be. It's like you know when you're dating someone, it's like I'm more than just a pair of breasts. I want to be <laughs> a little bit more than that. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't want that, but
1: no, See, I, have, I think that's. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, um that was, a, a, I'm glad you brought that up because I was curious because I, I will say because of your videos, I have the Billy Reed peacoat, I have the Sunspell, and then I also went as far as to get that Dior jacket from Royale Filmware. And that was one in very, very, very in particular your, your review because especially something like that that's, that's handmade by somebody in Australia, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, you know, what size do I order? And when this thing finally shows up in three weeks, the last thing I want to do is send it back because, you know, I don't care if it's June. I'm wearing it outside tonight. Yeah. So, you know, my question to you was, um, aside from Billy Reed, have you received any more feedback in that sense of what it's done for a particular brand sales or even just um, feedback they've received?
2: Yes. So, um, I'm going to paint a very clear picture of how this works because it's going to sound very transactional. But, um, first of all, let me, let me first start off and soften the moment a little bit by saying, when I unbox something and I see something, every reaction you see is genuine. This mm-hmm. isn't me going like, whew, okay, whew, <laughs> let me get it. It's my motivation, excitement. Right. It, it is so, because I'm like a little kid with this stuff and I tell brands, especially new brands that have never, you know, engaged me before I've given bad reviews mm. and I've given lukewarm reviews, excuse the pun, Luke. And oh, God. Uh, I thought I, you were
0: like, you gave me a review on what? I gave <laughs> you a review. And he sucks at writing. No, um,
2: <laughs> but I, I say also, if I give a really good review, it may be tainted. There may be one or two things and I'll, so are you comfortable with that? I've actually had only one brand say, no, thank you. Nope. Mm. We need a glowing review. And, and I said, and then we're not for each other. And that's fine. But I will tell you what happens with the larger brands. It's not like, oh, oh, I like David Zuritsky. Hmm. I'm going to send him something. He's a nice guy. It'll be good for the bond community. It's not how they think. Um, they put you in a tool, like a tool called UpFluence, which is a tool mm. that many of these brands use that actually diagnose you. It tells you how many of your followers are real. So, for example, I have a 97%, which means 3% are these crazy bots that just right. fall in. It's not because you've bought them. It's because they just fall into the algorithm. So 97% is very high. They measure your right. engagement. How many comments do you get? How many loyalists? They measure your like gender by state, by country, um, socioeconomical status of your visitors, how much they get paid. How much do they mm. spend every year? You know, something called tails. In other words, where were those people before they came to YouTube and where do they go afterwards? Do they visit the site? Click throughs. And I'm telling you guys, I get a report card. And these brands who are very savvy, the ones that you know and love, although mm. they really I've built I will actually call friendships like NPL, Olivar Brown, Mason and Son, Sunspell. The CEOs, the owners, the people in those companies, the workers, the managers, I actually call them friends. We've broken bread. We've had dinner. I i, I know their dog's name, like, because I've been with them for eight years. It's like if you worked with mm-hmm. eight people for eight years, you would get to know them. But, but they're still transactional. So they're not going to send me an entire line of clothing if suddenly they say, well, David, it's really not the audience who you want, because there are people with Bigger numbers than me, not on YouTube, but like on Instagram, of course, there's bigger numbers, but those people aren't being sent because two things. First of all, they've put them through upfluence probably, and they don't measure up. They don't measure up because they don't want just people that are going to have eyeballs. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a big following, eyeballs don't matter. It's something called, and it's a really, uh, I don't know if you guys are even interested in hearing this stuff, but it's a marketing turn. Called, um, emulation. And it's essentially says if they watch David Zeritzky with this item, can they project themselves into that? Right. Or is David Zeritzky, so, you know, is is he like a Kim Kardashian where it's like, oh, you know, whatever. I have nothing in common with him. Or does David Zeritzky act like an everyday guy schmuck who mispronounces names and has got a piece of acne on his face? And his production value's eh. I mean, it's the reason why I haven't gone high production. I've had companies come to me and say, gratis, we will do your videos for you. And I've passed. I said, no, I'll use Joe Darlington. He's a friend of mine every now and then and mm-hmm. I'll put mm-hmm. my own bad editing because it looks like some guy in a basement doing his thing. And, and I like that. And people yeah. seem to like that because it's real.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely. You said it yourself earlier. One thing one thing I always admire is the not taking yourself too seriously, you know, because I think oh, that's sure. key in this community. But you were right, too. I did. I mean, Jake and I bring you up probably in every episode, but um, <laughs> I did quote you recently with, uh, you know, somebody told me very early on, like, if I post something, it must have been Q Branch Media we were saying this to, um, Taylor Schul, but I think I did tell him, like, if I post something um, – You know, I don't really care what time of day it is. I don't care who sees it or likes it. I posted it because I wanted to. And the example I used was um, one day I posted something just bond related. And then Jake woke up, you know, four or five hours later, his time and was like, hey, just so you know, we had a thousand downloads on YouTube. And he was like, should we post about it? And some people would be like, oh, I can't because it's not 7 p.m. Eastern time on a Monday or a Wednesday <laughs> right, or, right. you know what I mean, or David's yeah. not online. So if he doesn't like it, I don't give a shit, which is exactly <laughs> my philosophy. What? It's actually up on the, it's on the wall here. I can know, see but, it. Lane is great. But, no, so, I mean, you know, there are, there are people that definitely do it for the wrong things. And one of the main things I have always admired about your channel is – yeah, as the times have changed and some of the technology has changed, there's been updates. Yeah. But, you know, it's definitely remained true to itself, which is honestly a, a real testament to who you are as a as a person.
2: Well, oh, thank you. And yeah. and by the way, I don't I want to be careful with, this too, because there are people that celebrate one thousand, six thousand, all those things. And, and if that is your why, that's fine. I always right. tell people, find your why. Why are you doing this? It's like dieting you know yeah. if if you if if you don't know why you're dieting or working out in the morning and why are you doing it you 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 won't get there, you won't get that goal my My only problem with that is when I see people and I see this in the bond community where they're like, "Hey guys, everybody, help this person get to five hundred. Come on, just a couple more likes, tell your aunts and uncles, well, do you want the aunts and uncles engaging they're, <laughs> right. I'll tell you guys a, a really creepy story, and it is a creepy story. This might be too too much for blunt instruments to understand, but I'm Jake. going to try it. Um, <laughs> by the way, if your guests don't use that line in every podcast, f them. Like they don't belong on
0: here. I know, I know. Harris Thomas made it very clear in a very Harris Thomas way that like, guys, you got the best damn name of all podcasts, man. This Can I tell best. you that is the best Harris Thomas? I <laughs> <think> <laughs> like and I jumped on his. Uh, he's got this southern swing. I'm like, where'd it come from? He, uh, he was doing that live stream with Kyle Barbo the other day with, uh, that, um, Blackwell tequila. Yeah. And I just log on and he's literally like, what's going on, man? I was just like, this guy. Yeah, I was that like, that is exactly oh, look him. At this guy. <laughs> Dude, I may have you do like a,
2: a phony phone call with Harris type thing because that, that is inc- uncanny. Let's do it. Thank but, you. Thank you. But, but yeah, my whole, story. my whole thing with this is, so here's the creepy story. Um, there is a Bond influencer on Instagram right now and he's quite popular he's mm-hmm. very popular and he clearly has purchased part of his following and I know you've heard this technique before where you can pay a company because mm-hmm. um, he's following my mom my sister my aunt uh it and and by the way, so I checked with other people in the community and their family members are being followed. So it's basically this bot thing that goes out there and just has like it, it, it does thousands upon thousands of follow. So people follow you back and you acquire right. people. And if you measure that person's validity in their followers, it's it's incredibly weak. That's mm-hmm. creepy. When you're following oh, my it, mom. To get a it, follower. It just right. makes
1: you honestly ask like, excuse being so blunt on this, for lack of a better word. Do it, I've been waiting. What's I mean, the wait fucking, you. What's the fucking point? Like, honestly, you sit there and you're like, what are you actually doing this for? Because I think, I, when I first answered I remember reading saying, I was like, have 10, like exactly like you were saying, if you've got 10 people who would follow you to the ends of the earth and think, this is the best site I've ever been on and I love it, this is where I'll get my James Bond news and this is where I'm going to buy my clothes, that's better than having 50,000 people who go, oh, James Bond, yeah, nice. Like, come on! What's the point? Why go out and spend good money? Go and buy a mm-hmm. T-shirt. Fucking hell! At least it's actually useful. Like, I don't know. That's my my opinion on that. But I love
2: that opinion. Uh, it's yeah. it's the right one. And I, I will tell you something because I mean, I'll let you know who I consume, right? Because you can't have an Instagram with where you're following ten thousand people. But the people that I follow, number one, it's content that I enjoy. I mean, duh. Mm-hmm. You know that's important. But it's also unique content you know it's it's and i'm i'm actually pretty particular like you know you would think i have thousands upon thousands of people that i'm following i think i have 190 and and the reason i only have 190 which isn't a lot for instagram yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but you bring something unique to the table to be quite frank so it's like thank you it's it's be particular you know be that be that finicky individual
1: Mm. and i think that yeah that's always my sort of thing and behind it is when I created mine, I created a page that I'd want to see. What do I want to read about? I like clothes. I like this. Right. Whatever it might be. That's what Perfect. I want to see. I'm going to go out and do that. Like, just, just do something. Make it interesting. and Don't go and buy followers. Come on, guys. You, you guys like,
0: got, I know. Isn't that sick? <laughs> you guys got the yeah. range, That I don't yeah. understand. Um, so to kind of piggyback off what Jake said and his prior question, um, so when you got started, obviously it takes, so for me, I mean, people in my life would definitely um, say I'm extroverted and outgoing and I'm not shy. You know what I mean? People wouldn't really describe me as introverted or, or shy or whatever the case may be. But even starting Instagram, I was like, okay, I don't know. And then when I got asked to be on the first ever Instagram live, I was like, do I make up some bullshit excuse or do I just send it? And then from there, there was like little steps and I eventually posted like a picture of me, and I was like, all right, I'll stop hiding behind this logo. Mm. And this was maybe a 100 followers in. And so for me, obviously, when you started your videos and even eventually up to the Instagram page, there was a point in time where you decided as an individual, you were like, I have, and I, from what I understand, and I believe you own the company that you mm. work for, But I was like, okay, so you're thinking, I own my own company, I'm in the public realm and that way I have employees and clients, but this is a hobby of mine and to be quite honest, I don't give a shit what any of these people think, I'm just going to do it. Once your following started to grow, was there ever a point in time where you were like, there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions and a lot of eyes and I do still have a family and a job, is this getting too much? Or were you ever just like, you know what, I can still, I can still handle it? Um, I would say that if
2: I was to answer you honestly, 98% of it didn't bother me, um, mm-hmm. because very early on, I mean very early, like in my early 30s, um, I, I always tell people, I think I lost my embarrassment gene, so I was able to go up in <laughs> front of rooms of people that were much more experienced, much older than me, and do pitches and to pitch business. Mm. And I think it's why I was effective in the agency realm and the pharmaceutical right. realm and, you know, talk to doctors that were saying, peptostreptococcus David, and I'd be like, well, haemophilus influenza to you too. Like, you know, <laughs> it, you have to have a certain, not cockiness, but confidence in doing that. So I think that certainly helped. What I think has happened over time with the amount of following and even brands watching, right? So it's not just audience watching its brands, its distributors, its movies, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you get the picture there. It's a lot of eyeballs. Um Number one, every now and then, and I'm so happy to say it's rare, every now and then you'll be the target of something. There's a great, um, Roland Hume told me a really great saying, the tallest nail sometimes uh, gets hammered down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's the whole thing of like some people, and I actually do feel bad for for these people, They have trouble with what I call relevance. So maybe, you know, they get a little curmudgeony because it's like, why is this guy getting so many followers? He's talking about fashion and he's, Mm -hmm. he's Jay Peterman. He's the QVC and you know, he's selling things and he's got so much following and, and it's far and few between. And and I have a policy, I have a a no bully policy. I just block those people and I don't block Mm -hmm. anybody else. Someone could say, David, you look fat in that picture. Or David, you know, you look uh, look like Mr. Wint more than you know Mr. Bond, exactly. Or a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. It's Australia. You got to have a dingo. Um, but the reality is, is that um, that stuff doesn't bother me anymore. What What I think is most bothersome to me, which talks about following, is I think people get frustrated sometimes with me, and it's very innocent. So I I have an Instagram that's set up, a YouTube that's set up, and if I read every message that goes to my DM, I would never do these. I would never have a life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only get what's called primary messages. These are people that right. I'm following. Okay, you know the difference. Yeah. So what happens is every now and then I'll poke my head in there, and it's people who will send me like 25 messages, and then sometimes they'll be like, "Well, fine, ignore me then," or "Don't read mm-hmm. my script." Or I sent you that video. Why haven't you read that? Why aren't you reviewing this? And, and I feel really bad. I'm not upset with those people, but it's like, I also have to have people be patient and understanding. Like, you know, I, I had one person, you know, every now and then I'll get somebody say, um, Hey, I'd just love to get you, get you on the phone. You know, i just love to have a chat with you about Bond. Just hang out. And, have a, and that's great. That's awesome. But if I started doing that, it would just be like a tsunami and, you know, right. I have my friend group, which is really small. So it's, it's not anything that they're doing wrong. It's almost like my frustration of, and that's what I mean by really enjoy the moments where mm-hmm. you have a following that you can engage people and have fun with them because eventually you're going to have your wish where you've got to set up three levels of Instagram and three levels of YouTube and this and that. And, right. and it's, it's a little, it's, it, it, you know that you're disappointing people and it's tough.
1: Mm -hmm. I think even yeah I can say even with mine and by no means a following like yours David but even with mine you know we have jobs we have personal lives I would you know I get maybe it's five messages a night or whatever on there but you know you sit there and you just can't like because you'd be there all day and then you start having a chat and you know but I think it's probably a credit to you as well David with how you sort of come across that people feel like they can talk to you as well so I think that yeah it's and I mm-hmm. never want that
2: to change. So, I, I, yeah. I do like the fact, like, even people, when they see me in person, they're like, you're exactly like you are in the video. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I've known you for eight, nine, ten years, and I want them I want them to feel like that, and that's not put mm-hmm. on. And, you know, it's so funny. I've got to tell you, again, quick story. It's a quick story, and it's like an hour <laughs> and a half later. Um, Danielle and I just did, um, and I don't know if you guys saw it, we did a, um, a chocolate and champagne video with Charbonnel. Yep, yep. At Walker. And I got so many people saying like, oh, my gosh, how many takes did that take? You guys look so drunk. And the scary thing is we were stone cold sober. But that's how (laughs) Danielle and I act, because I met her when she was in her teens. I was 21 years old and we're best friends. So we goof Mm -hmm. up like you guys goof up with your friends. Like we take the mickey out of each other. You know, we, we also love each other, but we're goofballs. But people thought we were drunk because they're like, there's no way they were acting like that naturally without, Mm -hmm. like, inebriation. But that's, Jake, that's the perfect thing. And that's why I like your show is because you guys, I could just tell you're just being you.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah, I think we were very lucky that, you know, like Luke was saying, we got on a phone call. And straight away, we're already talking shit to each other. We're taking the piss out of each other. And we Mm -hmm. thought, yeah, this will work. Because I, I don't know about you, Luke, but I can sit here with someone boring and do my head in. No, I don't need no. that for an uh, hour or a week. <laughs> I'm just now noticing
0: that all of a sudden Jake's got a mustache. We've been on this call so long. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's you my Vemba. You call that I'm a mustache? This is, is no my Vemba.
1: I than. am 100% not doing this just because I want to. I am fully is aware that, no that shame, I do not November? look good with a mustache. Uh, yeah, my member side. So I always do that nice. over here for, for men's health side. So. Yeah, I, I'm not doing it because I want to have a moustache. I just want to point <laughs> that out quickly. Um, i I'm also sort of conscious of time a bit as well, but I've got one question I've got to it's ask. It's fine, you but it I is. was going
2: to say this might need to be like a part one and part two. Cause people <laughs> are going to be like, what is this? A JBR podcast? Three yeah. hours. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, with, um, with sort of the bonds brand that's obviously something that's very close to your heart. And I think there's, there's been a lot of some really great new brands introduced into no time to die. Um, Looking past that, I know that you've sort of done a series where you've started talking to brands who might not necessarily be a Bond brand, but pretty much should be, like that sort of realm. Um, If you could dress Bond both sort of, you know, casually and formally for Bond 26 or Bond 27, whenever, you know, in 2030 when it comes out, what would, were there any sort of brands that stick out to you? So can I can
2: I mention brands that haven't been highlighted? Because I do like the yes. usual suspects. I mean, I'm yeah. fans of those. Oh, comments. yes. So,
1: so I'll yeah. Those, France, yeah.
2: I'll put those aside for a moment. Um, I think, you know, brands like uh, Mason & Son, mm-hmm. I think David Mason and Elliot Mason, um, first of all, British, they're mm-hmm. British, the company's British, they make incredible things. They understand Bond as a character. Um, they've actually purchased a lot of the forgotten bond brands, so they understand them, but they understand how things should fit. So you're not going to get the painted on, you know, skyfall Tom Ford suits, but you're also not going to get the, you know, Joseph A. Bank sack suits. I'm sorry if I just insulted mm-hmm. Joseph A. Bank lovers, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would definitely have them dress bond, but then I, you know, I would throw in a couple of non British brands, but I would mostly do British brands. I will say that. Um, but like Ray-Ban,
0: mm-hmm,
2: like yeah. Ray-Ban has not been a part of a Bond movie. And it just, yeah. it astounds me because it's such a cool heritage brand. Um, I would love them to be a part of it. So, just, yeah. there's my quick picks. I think that's great. Yeah. I think,
1: yeah, even with like Ray-Ban, like having someone like RGT as well, it, it, it's sort mm-hmm. of strange similarity, but RGT, you could actually go out and buy their jacket, and I love yeah. that. That there was somewhere, it was a small shop here in Melbourne, but I could go and actually buy their jacket. I didn't have to buy it from some obscure place online. Having something like that with like a Ray Brand sort of brand, they would are just be perfect, you know.
2: Jake, um, I will tell you, they're probably one of my favorite brands from No Time to Die, and it's it. It is the jacket. It's a great jacket. I love the jacket. I love the way it fits. It's my style. It's not just mm-hmm. a Bond style. But I will tell you the, the most reason why I love that brand is because of the, uh, the two owners. They're just two yeah. people. That's it. Mm-hmm. Making all those jackets in a little shop and Carl and his wife are the most heartfelt people and, and he's had people get in touch with him and say, you know, now that that's a bond jacket, you can up, you can upcharge by a hundred bucks, which a lot of brands have actually done. Yeah. And he oh, said, yeah. Over my dead body, Mm. I won't do that. And he is just the coolest guy. And for that, I love that brand. It's the people, Mm -hmm. it's not just the objects.
1: I think you'll you'll like this when I um, when I went to buy mine. It's from a small independent store, but they talk with the owner Carl every pretty much every day for stock Mm. and things like that. Like they're very very interconnected. And I walked in there and I sort of sent him a message on on Instagram. Said, look, I want to come and try it, stuff like that. I went in there. And he was so passionate about James Bond, and I think he'd seen one film. Like he, but the way that sort of RGT had sort of spoken about it, and how excited they were, they were even this small shop. They were so excited that this jacket was in James Bond as well. And just when you get a brand like that that has passion behind it, and like you said, they're not trying to just upsell it. They're excited because their jackets getting seen. It's got nothing mm-hmm. to do, with, you know, the money side of it. That will come naturally, but. Yeah, that's all you can ask for, I think, half the time, isn't it? So genuine. Someone who's humble. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: When my girlfriend and I were in Columbus for her birthday, we actually um, were just walking down one of the main drags downtown, and we just went into this, this store, and it looked just pretty trendy, and I was, like, sifting through some of the shirts, and they had, like, a version of the RGT jacket. It was a different color, but I was like, I've never seen or heard of this, it, you know. But it, it exposes brands in a in a very good way too. Brands that you've never hear of. I mean, majority of I'm obviously not your Tom Ford or even Crockett and Jones stuff like that. But there's brands that I've never heard of before until they're in these films.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting how that works too, because I think one of the things in particular, all of our Brown and N. Peel Cashmere. Mm-hmm. What they love about their association is somebody will come to them for a bond brand and start to shop around. You know, their e-commerce shops and go like, ooh, I love that, though. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they're introduced to the brand and they're buying from every season. So same with Billy Reed. When we did the jacket, Um every I would say every season brands will send me other items that I'll wear that have nothing to do with Bond. I'm wearing a John Varvatos uh polo right now bond never wore this but you know Mm -hmm. because they want to introduce things to other people and see you know it's kind of bondish if you will
0: yeah yeah i know that i know that really well actually because so my birthday passed what it's been two weeks now or so and um so your 30th 29 29 29
1: yeah, you look um, a lot older than that. You've got a lot more wrinkles. Okay, mustache. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> must experience not withered, right? Yeah, that's a difference. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, and you're, I believe you've met and spoken with um, Jason Kim a few times, correct? From what I understand, I've just, I've just met him once. Okay, yes. <laughs> and I spoke yeah, to him a so couple he's, times. Yeah, he's local here, so very early on, him and I connected, and we've been pretty good friends since. We hang out every couple weeks, but. I introduced him to a tailor I used to use and I just happened to go in there one day to have like a suit or something tailored and they had a whole section of barber and I'm talking from hats to shirts to jackets to you name it. So once him and I became friends years later, I was like, you have to come with me to this tailor. So we went in there and they had a barber windbreaker. Um, and that ended up being my, one of my birthday gifts this year. And, you know, it's nothing from the films, but I was like, this jacket is gorgeous. And then similar to what you said earlier about every reaction is authentic. My girlfriend was so excited to give it to me, knowing how badly I wanted this jacket. But it was also from a portion of it was from my mom. So she or my parents, I should say. So she was like, I'm going to give it to you now. And then in an hour When you go, when we go to your parents' house, pretend like you've never seen this before. Oh, that's hysterical! (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I cannot believe you did such a thing! I'll tell you (laughs) what,
2: Lindsay has a really kind heart to give you something like that. that. I know, I'm I'm (laughs) joking. It Was a joke. You guys, all right? Hold on a second. I'm getting my ass kicked here. I'm going (laughs) to foul an hour and fifteen minutes in because you guys said you were going to swear. No swearing. Um, Lots of joking around, and I'm throwing the barbs.
1: <laughs> uh, next podcast is basically going to be like a therapy session for Luke about that he's just broken up with his girlfriend.
2: By the way, I'm impressed. But, is that your? Is that the same tequila drink, or did you refill that?
0: You no, know, it's the same one.
2: That's that's impressive nursing. I don't think I could do that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no. Trust me, it's difficult. It's probably the cuervo part. Okay, you're it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh and one thing I wanted to add too about how you and Danielle will, you know, goof around with each other. The other day Brianne and I were talking about something and she was we were like fake giving each other a hard time. She's like, Well, okay, well yeah, well then I'll tell all your Bond friends that you bought your uh your watch from a pre owned website. I was like, Yeah, tell them because they all know it's from nineteen ninety seven and where the fuck else would I get this watch from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do will
2: threaten me with a non threat.
0: All day, every day. So I know exactly exactly how you now, are feel. you are you guys
2: I mean I don't mean to turn the tables a little bit but are you guys mostly like uh lifestyle people like are you in the kind of lifestyle genre of bond more than anything
0: um for me I would say I would say not really I'd, I mean yes and no like I would say pretty much everything because for me and and to be completely transparent I've even discovered things um about myself once getting involved in the community, just about how like resilient and true my my fandom is. You know what I mean? because like it's sitting down. we went to up northern Michigan, a place called Traverse City. It's kind of like a wine country thing. And we left midday. We were working from my car um on our computers, or I used to say she was working for both of us. And um we get to this winery, change in the car, put the sunspell polo on sit down, and the waitress comes and hands me this glass, and I look at it, and I'm like, that's the Duralex. You know what I mean? And these are all, you know, uh, so I'm starting to really start to realize just how much information I've consumed and what things actually interest me, and they were actually one of the brands kind enough to, all on their own, send me um, some of their glassware, which, nice. like we discussed earlier, I didn't ask for, and it was that was actually slight tangent, but Jake's heard this story, obviously, but... They, <laughs> He's DM'd me. Yeah, they, they dm'd me and they were like you know thank you for sharing would you mind if we sent you some glasses i was like yes i would mind please don't yeah I hate how them. dare you how dare you so sir. they were like well what what size tumbler would you want and i was like well I, I guess in the movie he uses a 10 and whatever i was like so that So like a week went by and they messaged me they're like we're so sorry we're out of the 10 ounce um, for the inconvenience, we'll send you an eight point something as well as the eleven. And I was like, the inconvenience. This is free shit that I didn't ask <laughs> exactly, for. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you also didn't even say promote it. They're just like nobody posts about it. That's us. awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's magical. magical. But yeah, in a long, long roundabout way, I mean, the lifestyle might be close to the top, but I think in a whole, it's it's really just every so, element of it, awesome. and more yeah. things are starting to to appear how about you Jake
1: yeah I think um, lifestyle I think probably similar it sort of trickled in without me necessarily sort of knowing I think definitely for me the sort of sartorial side of that I've always been into fashion and you know looked at Bond as a bit of a sort of inspiration for that but then more sort of the lifestyle the travel is something that I'm now more conscious about I was probably doing bits and pieces unconsciously um, based off it but now much to my wife's dismay, you know, and it's like, I want to go here because James Bond went here. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But uh, <laughs> no, it's like, no, I don't want to go. It's, to, just it's like, like, I don't like, want to yeah. take
0: a picture in yeah. front of this gate. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, Honestly, it's bridge I,
2: too far. You know, I, I will that, tell you, yeah. I find it fascinating. The reason I asked you to is that um I always wonder, like, kind of the gravitational pull of some of those things, because a lot of people that come to my, my YouTube channel, the, the percentage of people from the bond community that you, you know, that we know and love is actually relatively small compared to like people from like the watch community, people from mm-hmm. style community. But the, the most interesting one is there was a lot of fitness people, people that have gotten into shape that want to dress better or they want to learn about watches. And so they inhabit my YouTube And it's like that next progression. It's like, well, I lost all this weight and now all my Mm -hmm. clothes fit like shit. So I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to see, you know, what kind of polo should I get? Oh, I love James Bond. So it's kind of interesting how people kind of get pulled into this like centrifugal force.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I always find, I don't know, yeah, exactly the same thing when you post different sort of things. You know, you might post about clothing and you'll get a certain sort of. Person come there and you always have the same people who always come and comment, oh, I love this. I want to buy this. Blah, blah, blah. I've got one, whatever it might be. And then you post something about Jamaica the next day or whatever and you're talking about that. And then you've got a completely different group of people totally once different, again right. coming in. Yeah. And I think right. it's, yeah, trying to cater to That's why, the best that's why you got to
2: continue do what you love because yeah. as long as you're enjoying it, I mean, my, I probably shouldn't even say this publicly, but I don't think anybody would mind, nor would it come as a surprise. The the, the videos that I have probably some of the most heart for is doing these artists focus. Yeah. I'm focusing on a lot of the bond artists. They mm-hmm. by far get the least amount of views. Yeah. And I don't give a crap. I will right. do them until the cows come home. Um, You know, they barely get over like a thousand unique views, but I love doing them because these artists are so passionate and, you know, if you can give them a little bit of business and a little bit of a bump, it's it's great because this mm-hmm. is what a lot of them do for a living. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes back to that whole thing of, like, don't do it for likes and engagement. By the way, I think we've right. said it like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> In case That's I'm, okay. <laughs> it needs to be stressed um, <laughs> because Jake
0: yeah. and I can both tell you, and I know, like we've said now that, uh, you know, Jake and I have started this podcast and we've been lucky enough to interview, you know, to me, some of the cornerstones of this, you know, community, some of the people who have been around a long, the longest and people that have been appearing a lot, um, they all seem to be people East Coast, people that you are, you know, friendly with, you know, personally. And, um, you know, we have all discussed different people or different things in the community that seem uh, not to necessarily be fully kosher, if you catch my drift, without, you know what I mean? to uh, just think people doing things for the wrong way or people being mistreated or people doing the mistreating. Uh, and, you know, yeah. it's it's just interesting because we all have similar stories with similar folks. And, um, you know, it's it's upsetting. But at the same time, you know, there's also so many individuals. I mean, like Jake said, you know, six months ago, I didn't know. Jake, you know, you were just a guy David in in a YouTube video that I had written into. <laughs> and I did hear back from you. Not to very make well, you feel bad because you did you did say things back to me. You weren't oh, Thank to God. Okay. But um, political term there on election Tuesday. Yeah, well, Tuesday, done. Tuesday. <laughs> but uh but no, I mean it, you know, it's very well said that there's um you know, it's 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 not a bad thing that we keep repeating the uh you know, do it because you want to do it, not because yeah of the of the wrong things so i wanted to ask you since you brought up the the fitness challenge and like you know we've talked about a million times i've been following you long enough to actually see firsthand the tra- which is incredible. A couple questions with that. A, was it as difficult as it seemed because it was quite the transformation? And B, with your actual day-to-day job, you know, being affiliated with pharmaceutical, were you ever, um, like, health conscious, you know, and felt like you needed to make a change? Or was it just more bond-inspired? Was it kind of half and half?
2: It was 100% bond-inspired back in 2006 when I saw And Daniel Craig is three months younger than me, but he's essentially my Mm -hmm. age and he stepped out of the water and I'm like, Oh man. Um, but I didn't really get serious with it until, uh, until later. And, um, you know, it's, I've got to tell you, I, I first started to do it as a bond thing, try to get into bond shape. And I, I, I did some things. I, I advanced nicely, but then suddenly I fell in love with doing it. Like it was therapeutic. I set it as as a a time every day that I just had 100% for myself. And then, you know, the whole idea of like, well, you know, diet is 70% of what your body looks like. Working out is only like 25 to 30% at most. Let me change up my diet and the way I eat. I tried intermittent fasting. And so it got to the point where I just loved doing it to the point where I go on vacation and people think I'm nuts and they're like, well, you know, you skip your workouts on vacation. I'm like, no, that's my best workouts because I'm mm-hmm. in a new gym and different equipment and I I get experimental. So it really did become a way of life. And then, you know, just to be totally transparent, you know, when people notice and they're like, you know, oh, you did this and that and you look great. And I'll never forget years ago, I had I was walking the streets of my town here and I happened upon somebody I hadn't seen in a long time who used to work for my company. And she said, Um, I have to ask you a question. We had been talking for like ten minutes. And she mm-hmm. goes, Did you get surgery? And I desperately wanted to say yes. But <laughs> but it, no, I didn't. I, I haven't gotten any surgery. There's no Botox going on or anything like that. It just literally like just cleaning up your life and right. um accepting the fact that if you are gonna live the Bond lifestyle, being fit and capable has got to be a part of it.
0: hmm Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying that you looked like you had a surgical transformation. I mean, I think you just, you just did a little, uh, self care. She knew me, because she knew me when I was pretty
2: soft and atrophied.
0: Okay, I was going to say, because even my brother in law did something similar. He's actually a fireman in Canada, but he did something similar, and, um, he's lost a ton of weight, but he's gotten, like, super lean and, you know, and every when I saw him, I was like, "You look great," and he's like, "What? I look like shit before?" Just like give me a hard time. Yeah. But it's, I was like, "Well, <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I remember you a certain way, and now, yeah, you know, we only and see each other once every couple months." The look thing is, you know, it's it's a small
2: portion for me. It honestly is, as as you know, I'm trying to try not to sound too granola-ish here. Um, but quite frankly, it is how you feel. I mean, you just feel yeah. better. Um. You can do more. You know, you're not winded. Your balance is better. All those things just improve. It's just healthier to be like that.
0: Right, right. And I will say, too, from what I've experienced, I mean, with some of the Bond clothing, you don't see a, an out-of-shape, you know, James Bond actor. So kind of like what you said with the, um, you know, with your viewership being able to, um picture themselves as you are wearing those outfits or whatever the case may be it's difficult when you're trying to wear something you see daniel craig wearing but you have to buy it two three sizes bigger you know what i mean in a sense like if i were to order because i ordered like uh the sun spells a medium and i had actually recently lost i think about 30 pounds down like, in the last year so yeah it's great cr- congratulations I, thank you i actually what actually ended up happening is out of nowhere i just became lactose intolerant and just cut out dairy. And that's oh, wow. literally
2: that did for it. me. Jeez.
0: Yeah. But, um, but for me, it's like when I ordered that sun spell, you know, I'm very particular with, with polos and short sleeves in general. Like I don't want the, the, the sleeves to be like way out. Like I want them to be more fitted. Yeah. Like your this, this shirt that I have on of yours is exactly like that and where it's more fitted. And when I ordered the Sunspell, I was like a lot of times with polos and I was not at all familiar with that, um, Material and that style of, you know, yeah. weaving that they do with that particular that of shirt. But yeah. But uh, when that one came, I was like, I ordered a medium. Obviously, this isn't cheap. God, I hope it fits because I know that I'm in that spot where a large is too big. And in some stores, the medium is just a little too snug. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was just, you know, a good feeling to be able to fit into that properly.
2: And you know already because what you're describing is a lot of people will use the videos that I do. To two size up. So, I mean, I think it's great that people that are two XLs are wearing things that Bond wears, because I don't think it should be about size or gender or anything like that. If you want to wear that stuff, wear that stuff. But they'll say, all right, I know David's this size. I'm three times his size. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I should get three times the size of that item. People do that all the time and they're very successful with it. Um The, the hashtag bond right. 25 fitness challenge was more for me to reach out to people who I kept hearing all the time from friends and from, you know, even people online saying, I'm so frustrated, you know, because I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I don't have time and the kids are screaming and I have a busy mm-hmm. job. And I'm like, you know what, let's just, how about if we all do this together? And it's just amazing to watch the hashtag day to day. We just, people's amazing transformations. And it's just, you know, that's the thing of like, all right, so, you know, another sunspell goes out the door, you help sunspell. spell. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hashtag bond 25 fitness challenge and even the hashtag uh, Fleming reading challenge, they help mind and body. I mean, that's, that's kind of bigger to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As far as, and I know you mentioned eventually it was like second nature, but when you first started doing, it, I remember you posted a video um, of doing like a workout in a hotel and basically trying to figure out different ways you can do the workout. Um, was that difficult at first? Trying to, you know, cope with having to work out on the Travel fly or find, and things like yeah, that. And, and different, yeah. uh, experimental yeah. type of workouts.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's always difficult because, you know, you want to, in one way, it's exciting because it's different mm-hmm. and you know, it's going to be a very, you're going to work different muscles. In the other sense, it's like, oh, am I actually going to get a workout from this? like, is this even going to be successful? And the reality is, and you know, this, if you're moving for 30 minutes in some aggressive way, and it's, it's slightly uncomfortable, chances are you are doing it right. You're, you're working out all those things. You're getting up a sweat. I mean, you know, by now, if your body is getting the workout that it needs. And Mm -hmm. also I go back to basics like army basics, like pushups and pull-ups and things like that, that you really can't go wrong. And so, yeah, it's it's challenging, but it's a fun challenge.
0: Yeah. So I'll I'll segue now because I told you I wanted to ask you a little bit about your wife, because she's in some of the videos and the pictures and things like that. So with the brands, particularly like the NPL, the woman's bond line and things like that, how does she because I know, trust me, I don't even have to ask. I know she's supportive or else you probably wouldn't still be doing this. She's very But smart. um Yeah. Um, as far as. Her involvement, cause I believe she's been behind the camera for you f- multiple times. She used to. Um, be. Yeah. yeah. So how does she, how does she feel about the whole, just the whole thing in general? And then as it's gotten to be so successful, has her opinion changed or has she always kind of been the same with it? She's,
2: she's always been the same. God love her. Um, I think in the last five years, especially, you know, since we've been going to events and traveling and things like that, she, Loves it because, you know, very often we'll have some bond time and then we'll have like human time and we'll mm. be able to travel the world. And, and many of the friends that I've met, she's become friends with them um and very close with them as well. And so my friends are her friends and we socialize together and we don't even talk about bond, you know, 95 percent of the time. Um, yeah, she's she's really, I think, still interested and fascinated with the whole brand thing. Um mm. She's. She's totally very supportive of the phone, the phone, the doorbell, you know, and the packages. Right. We yeah. even did like a little play on that in the bond woman line where the, the, the door just keeps, mm-hmm. and that's a real event. Yep. And which yeah. is why she was able to make those faces. I, I, I think that, you know, Danielle doesn't, you know, say to me ever, she's not Lucille Ball. She doesn't say I need to be in front of the camera. I want to be in camera. It's about right. time. Quite the opposite. Like I'll say, listen, there's a chocolate thing, you know, would you be open to doing it? And, you know, as long as I think I'm, I'm having a conversation with about it, like almost like a little mini interview, she feels mm-hmm. comfortable, but she's not an extrovert or video or wants to capture the camera. She's definitely more behind the scenes, but the, the camera work has, you know, kind
0: of the moved little, on yeah. since
2: then. And it's, it's better that way.
0: Yeah. And then as far as, so the peel from, and obviously You'd be more of an authority on this than me, just with what you've been doing over the years. But from what I feel like I've seen, I think the NPL is really the only woman's specific Bond line that I can think of clothing wise, like line, I should say. Oh, a line. Yeah. Like I know there was like I think they did like a like an OPI, like James Bond, like um, nail polish, I think at one point in time. And of course there's perfumes and things like that, but. And jewelry. There's jewelry right, lines. Right, right. Sophie like Harley and knot, things like that. Yeah.
2: that. has a women's line. But a line of, course, of clothing? Yeah. Yes. NPL, I think is the only one. There are many dress companies, you know, Rouge and Cala Pelé and things from No Time to Die. Like, uh, um, right. um, like a, the, the dress that's being sent to us is Anna de Armas's dress from No Time to Die.
0: Okay, so, like the black or, I think it's black, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's a like navy blue, R, blue actually. Like okay. Dark, dark yeah,
2: yeah. blue. Um, so that's coming in the rouge dress. You know, she was good enough mm-hmm. to do the rouge dress. She didn't like it, which was funny, <laughs> but it was great. And, and she's so great. She's like, you know, I don't like this. And I said, amazing. Right. Say that you don't like it. And you know, rouge, they don't incorporate us anymore, but you know, right. I, right. I, I told rouge, I said, listen, we may not like it, and they were great with that. They were fine, and they were very polite and appreciated the review. It wasn't a positive review, but it's a review right.
0: nonetheless. Yeah, because what I was going to ask is I know with a lot of times we posted like giveaways or different things in the community, and it's very like male-specific. It'll be like a men's watch band or men's shirt. Or this, Does she ever feel like – you know, not like a "what's in it for me" or "why is there nothing female related?" Because I know some of the female um, people in the in the, no. you know, because no. it's like I've seen, just like with all, just a lot of the talk is with it being yeah. James Bond, like first of the all, alpha male. Bond is
2: know. yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you, I, I believe this is accurate in how she feels. First of all, she knows that Bond is my hobby. Bond is not her right. hobby. She right. she's great about you know, supporting my hobby and doing events with me. And, and she has a great time and she has a great time with everything. She loves tennis. Tennis is her hobby. Oh, okay. So she is much more into that. And that's her thing. And I try to support her and whatever she's doing with that. But she is the last person to say, I wish they had more Bond stuff for women. Women deserve because quite frankly, she's also the first person to say Bond is, (laughs) I'll get some flack for this. It's men's entertainment. I love right. the fact that more women are enjoying it. It really is. But, I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, if you take all the tropes and the misogyny and some of those aspects to it, it's kind of like, you know, he's a very fallible anti-hero. Like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to, you wouldn't want to be all the things that James Bond is. You wouldn't right, stay married right. with a girlfriend for very long. So it's these, right. like, guilty little, like, you know, uh, moments. So she is so understanding that, you know, this is going to be guy-oriented stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and she doesn't even look at, like, you know, the Lashana Lynch thing is like, yes, we got a new 007, right. which, you know, came out today publicly, that she is mm-hmm. the new 007. Um, right. She's not like that because she gets it. She's like, you know, not everybody's going to be Superman. Not everybody's going to be a Boy Scout.
0: Right. And that's okay. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because I've just, you know, been, and we've had, like, Jocelyn on the show and, We've talked to different people just, like, about the representation of women in the films. And then it it was just interesting for me, and I wanted to know just with her being so involved, you know, with, you know, the reviews and certain things that she feels like, how come all of a sudden, you know, 10 years into this, I'm being sent dresses, not so much for for the, you know, her side of it, but more so, like, is this the first time they've ever had any women-specific Bond material.
2: No, she doesn't. It doesn't come across to her. She's, you know, when something comes at, like, she was very excited about the NPL bond line, but she was mostly excited, not because she was getting, you know, some free sweaters and things like that, but because we know, you know, Adam and the rest of the company for eight years. And so she was just so happy that they were being successful and doing different things. It's not like, yes, yes, bond girl line. (laughs) You know, that that doesn't even come right. up. No, right. nothing like so
0: that. So she's very, very independent. I was more and excited about it than herself. her. Right. I think I would be the same way. I did buy Brienne, like, James Bond perfume, which she wears all the time. But of course, the second it's on, I'm like, that's a James Bond perfume. I know it is. Mm, like, you yeah. smell like Brosnan. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> um, I think uh, maybe to wrap it up, at least for part one. Oh, no. Uh, my God. Yeah. That was your, your idea, remember. Um,. So, like the Joe Darlingtons, Harris Thomas, these gentlemen that we've seen in the videos, and Joe Darlington we've seen for years now. Did you meet these gentlemen? I mean, I believe Harris did tell us the story. Maybe he texted me about the story. I can't remember. But um, are most of these people friends strictly from Bond, or did you happen to know any of these individuals beforehand?
2: A hundred percent from Bond. All Mm -hmm. all my Bond friends, and and quite frankly, most of my friends, period, are Bond friends friends. Yeah. Don't hang out that much with my high school or at all, actually college friends or anything like that, because bond has been such an integral part of my life that again, we've been brought up with each other. So, so Joe and I have known each other. Oh my gosh, 15, 16, 17 years.
0: Wow. And we
2: met each other when um, I was doing a symposia for James Bond at Hofstra university. I think that's when I met him. I, He'll correct me, I'm sure. And now we're, we're like literally best friends and I know Mary, his Mm -hmm. significant other really well. We've gone on, but we go on vacations together. I mean, people don't see that behind the scenes stuff. Right. Right. Harris was, you know, he's going to kill me for saying this, but Harris was kind of tagging along on events and you know, yeah,
0: he told me that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's just such a great guy and he's so humble. And I honestly, I was impressed because here was this 20 something year old. That is just so together and so professional mm-hmm. and just an old soul. And so I stopped seeing his age and I just saw him as a, a, a comrade. And yeah. so we've, we've developed. I mean, I consider Harris a really good friend. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't think about his age or his southern drawl. Right. Maybe a little. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, Only they're, at all, night. they're all They're all nice. Only, in yeah. your, only when you're only oh. when you're sleeping. Hey Dave, you're stealing <laughs> hey, Dave. the covers. No, you're no, doing no, so man. much more than me. <laughs>
0: well, no, he so because I was gonna say, you know, for me, um, you know, to get somewhat personal here. So, um, Brianne and I haven't even been together a year. I went through a breakup with who the aforementioned um, previous Baltimore. fiance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, you know, when that happened, eventually our friends group were became one. And with that, there's a lot of, you know, a plethora of women and some men. And, of course, a lot of times with just guy friends, you don't text and call and whatever all the time. And then, obviously, corona happened. So, basically, I I was like, I'm shut out now from 90% of my friends. Of course, the really close ones stayed around. But then once I jumped in this community, it's like I'll see Jason Kim once every couple weeks. He's met Brianne. The three of us have gone to dinner we got to find him a girlfriend soon. Um, You know, Jake reaches out to me. Harris and I text. Lorenzo and I text. Donnie Waldron. All these people, like, literally will text me out of the blue. Lorenzo called me the yeah. other day and was just like, hey, I wanted you to know I was thinking about you. And you know what I mean? And I had him on speakerphone, and well, not in a weird way. And I was like, "I trust No, I remember, it's not weird at all. I was going to be like, but why, though? Like, I'm okay. I'm good. Like, what, what yeah, do you yeah. think? Of, shooting the breeze. And he was just like, yeah, I went out to try to find a something uh-huh. for one of my jackets and I couldn't find it. And now I'm calling you to, he's like, now nah, I'm calling you to bitch about it cause I'm pissed. And then we started talking about omegas and different things. But yeah, I mean, it's like, um, you know, this community is, is incredible in that sense. And, you know, for me, it's like, um, you know, these people have kind of become some of my closest friends, you know, and, and another thing like, you know, full circle for you and I to have corresponded a long time ago. Like, yeah. You know, I wasn't kidding. It's it's for me. It's you were somebody I would turn to when I was in a rut at work and I wanted to watch. And now to be able to talk to you on a personal level is truly incredible, and I appreciate it. It's awesome.
2: Thank you. Well, and i now want to do I'll cry, I want to do something now up. to to really make me look like an asshole, so we can kind of like. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can. Think
0: no, you can. no. That, that, I will dude. say, like you've like you mentioned, it's like you are exactly the person you get in your posts and in your videos, which is what I, Jake and I definitely try to be the same way in this podcast too. You know, so I think that's really the only way you can go about doing this if you're going to do it the right you way.
2: Know. And thank you for not asking me who my favorite bond was.
0: Yeah, no, I think I already know. I mean, I watched the videos. I think I already know. But yeah, I mean, for me, that's really you know, cool. You that's that's really,
2: yeah. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we lost Jake, so we can keep going the rest of the night, or I can let you go back to your family. I, I, I actually have probably. to get
2: dressed for dinner. We're going out with some friends yeah. uh for dinner, yeah. so uh, but this has been great, man. I enjoyed this. I definitely uh you know we gotta me we too. gotta keep the momentum going,
0: yeah, yeah, me too, but yeah, you brought up the part one and part two, so we'll hold you to it. We'll get a part two going. <laughs> I thought
2: this would be cut in half because it's like an hour and forty five minutes or something.
0: I mean, you can come on anytime. We always tell anybody who's on the show they can on time. So but yeah, we uh Jake and I appreciate you taking the time. It has been like almost two hours, so thank you very, very much for for joining.
2: And let me know um like when you guys get it edited or whatever, let me know when you're gonna do it. Um and I'll do a little promo and stuff for it and make sure it's heard and yada yada.
0: Okay. Yeah. If Friday's not too soon for you, I think Jake wanted to try to release it Friday. That's fine. So, That's fine. Okay, just cool. all you got to
2: do is send me any images or links or whatever you need, and uh, I'll 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 handle it from there. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell everybody that you guys were really you you lived up to your name of blunt instruments, and you were pretty rough. And there's a lot of swearing.
0: <laughs> it's just not from you. they <laughs> will be like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, like I said, we've you know, I'll, you know what? I'll tell you when we uh, cut the recording. But with that said, thank you very much for coming on. It means all a much. lot to Jake and I. I appreciate Likewise. it. Thank you.
2: The name is Bond. James Bond.